the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Podcasts everywhere, YouTube, Facebook Live, and you can go to www.talklawradio.com and listen to previous episodes that I've recorded. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about border security and uh, before we get started, let's begin with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Uh, we pray today that you would help us uh, protect and control our borders and the service of the common good of our country. We pray for an immigration system that provides legal avenues for persons to enter the nation legally in a safe, orderly, and dignified manner. Uh, We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about border security with El Conservador, (laughs) George Rodriguez. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. So tell us uh, right off the bat, how did we... How did you come to be known as El Conservador? El Conservador? Well, literally, that uh, in Spanish, uh, that means uh, the conservative. And um, so that's my moniker. I am a conservative uh, American of Mexican descent. That's how I describe myself. I have been involved in um, uh, in studying and in living the uh, border crisis uh, all my life. Uh, I was born and raised, I was born in Laredo, raised in San Antonio, but um, I've got families in South Texas, family in South Texas, and um, we have, uh, since my grandparents, my great-grandparents, we've been involved or uh, have known about um, uh, the border crisis, illegal immigration, as well as uh, legal uh, immigration. So, um, you know, I uh, decided I would study it. I've studied it. I was... um, uh, I worked in the Reagan administration and on the 1986 uh, Immigration Act, uh, which passed. Uh, that was the one that had um, amnesty included. Okay. And um, so uh, I've continued to um, to uh, involve myself in various various capacities. You have a very interesting uh, history up to this point. As you mentioned, you worked uh, in the Reagan administration. Um, but you got your your degree in political science uh, from Brigham Young University, and and then you went back um, years ago to UTSA. I did, and uh, I uh, did some graduate work, and I um, have uh, <clears throat> gotten my uh, uh, master's degree as well as uh, done more graduate work on uh, the poli- the political economics of. Um, uh, of the border, because I think it's very, very important that we understand that it's not just an issue that the border of the United States is is very, very unique, because it doesn't just uh, delineate uh, one country from another, as you would see in most other uh, nations among other continents. Uh, ours is unique because we have such a wealthy, such a developed nation. And it's sitting right next door to the third world, which is Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mexico historically has been the source of um, 
illegal immigration and uh, border issues. I won't call them necessarily problems, but border issues. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, what has happened now because of uh, the 21st century and the ability of people to move quickly, uh, as well as the policies, the liberal policies that we are see- seeing now from this from the Biden administration, we are now seeing a situation where literally the door is wide open uh, for anyone to walk in and come in. And uh, then to have their uh, immigration issue, their application discussed, argued, reviewed, whatever way we want to put it, uh, after the person is in, is in the United States. Right. And that is something that um, no other country does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, uh, you have to have uh, the application, and it's got to be reviewed before you are. Uh, before you get there. Before you get in there, yeah, uh, let alone allowed. And we've got it upside down. And I think that that's the number one thing that's causing our problems at this point. Um, we talk about how it's important that we uh, do this for humanitarian reasons. Well, um, I don't know how many of our listeners are in the San Antonio area, but if they go down to 7,000 uh, San Pedro here in San Antonio, where the San Antonio Migrant Center is, uh, they will see the result of this so-called humanitarian effort. They will see tons of people uh, sleeping outdoors because it's overwhelmed. The San Antonio Migrant Center, for example, was set up uh, to accommodate about 500 people a week. Uh, the idea was to have them processed there so that they could um, <coughs> be uh, so that they could get their travel arrangements to communities where they were, you know, where they were going to be settling mm-hmm. with family members while they awaited adjudication while they awaited the uh, uh, review of their application. Um, That's gone out the window with this huge tsunami of people that have come across. You've got well over a thousand a day at that place. And you've got folks um, uh, that uh, you've got a place that it it cannot be accommodated. You've got, uh, you know, a, a, uh, a center that just doesn't have the room and people are literally sleeping Outside. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I I was thinking about what does the Bible say about some situation like this, and and I I looked at Luke fourteen twenty eight. This is uh, Jesus um, talking about the the cost of being one of his followers, and uh, verses twenty eight to thirty three say, "For which of you intending to build a tower?" sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. So if if the United States did want all of these millions of new people to come in, then they should have— There should big, have been prepared, prepared for <laughs> Right, it. bigger facilities, more judges, more e- officers. Exactly, exactly. And this is, you know, um, the cruelty to it all— is that um, now you've got, uh, for example, you speak of judges, uh, immigration judges, there aren't enough, and you've got people having to wait up to 10 years to have their cases heard. Mm-hmm. Um, during that period, they are literally in limbo in the United States. Uh, they're not citizens. Uh, they are uh, applying. Uh, they are technically uh, not, uh, uh, well, they're, they're not uh, tourists, uh, they are not temporary visitors. Well, some of them are asylum seekers. Are asylum they're, seekers? They're afraid. Of- the vast majority are claiming asylum seek mm-hmm. uh, are claiming asylum now. And again, the process for cl- claiming asylum, um, you know, has been historically has been one that um, you you don't let just anybody in. It's got to be political asylum. It's got to be a verifiable situation where a person is being persecuted. It's hard to prove. Yeah, it's very, very difficult to prove. However, everyone, I mean, if everyone is now claiming asylum because well, I they think can come they, in and stay in. And right, stay. they learned from everybody else, yeah. and I'm sure that the the cartels are telling people oh, definitely. to definitely. claim that um, because they'll get to stay uh, yep. waiting their, their court case, and then whether they show up to that court case, I don't know. That's right. That's right. Well, we have seen, uh, again, the statistics that we have 
uh, garnered that um, uh, various organizations have garnered is that um, less than 5% of the people that apply for asylum and that are in the United States uh, show up. Uh, Once a person is in the United States, they can melt into the community, and that's the end of it. And they can they can operate and uh, they can uh, very easily work in the uh, underground economy. And you know they're here. We're about to take a break. I just want to remind everyone that we're also going to be talking about uh, razor wire, uh, <laughs> buoys in the water. We'll be talking about Senate Bill Four and uh, the possible impeachment of Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. So uh, we're going to take a break. I'm here with uh, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. If you want to listen to his show, uh, I'll tell you more after the break. Are you looking for reliable tax services? Look no further than Hector Signs with Liberty Tax Services, our valued sponsor here at Talk Law Radio. With years of expertise and dedication to excellence, Hector Signs ensures your taxes are in safe hands. Whether it's individual or business taxes, trust Hector Signs and Liberty Tax Services for thorough, accurate, and efficient tax solutions. Call Hector Signs at 210-764-5648. That's 210-764-5648 for all your tax needs. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here with El Conservador, George Rodriguez. We've been talking about the border security issues, and I just wanted to mention that I realize this is a controversial issue, and I ask for your civil discussion and debate on this issue, but please don't write or say nasty, ugly things on social media. Uh, I'll respect your opinion. I just ask that you express, that you respect uh, the opinions expressed on on this show, Talk Law Radio. Uh, We know that border security, asylum, and immigration are, are part of United States law. Um, but we also know that uh, some unintended side effects of of the massive number of immigrants coming over is uh, fentanyl that is uh, poisoning our youth. It's uh, one of the number one causes of uh, untimely death of our youth. And child sex trafficking is on the rise. And also the, the keep catching some of the terrorists that are coming into the country. Some. <laughs> some that are on the terrorist watch list, and so that's been verified. And I have also interviewed uh, some guests that uh, were with immigration charities. I've in- interviewed immigration attorneys, and and now I'm interviewing El Conservador. Yeah. Welcome Thank back. Thank you so, very much. Let's talk a little bit about um, the razor wire and the buoys, and now the Texas National Guard is down there. Um, tell us uh, what you've been hearing about those things. Well, you know, the, the, um, uh, the situation that we've got is that uh, it is a border that is out of control. Now, let's understand that the whole history of the U.S.-Mexico border uh, has been one that uh, has been fraught with uh, issues of security from the very time that it was created uh, until now. Uh, my grandparents used to talk about um, uh, bootleggers going back and forth uh, way back in the 20s, um, the history uh, of Pancho Villa coming across and raiding uh, the uh, Columbus, uh, New Mexico. Um, there have always been problems uh, uh, with uh, criminals, with uh, folks going back and forth, uh, contraband, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, it's it's not new. However, it's never been to this level. It has never ever been to this level. The the Texas Rangers, the Border Patrol was organized in the um, 1920s specifically uh, to address the issue of uh, border crime and. Um, the uh, at that point the uh, bootlegging that was going on back and forth, um, 
it's it's uh, it's always been a problem. However, it's never been like this. This is is out of control. On top of that, the Biden administration has uh, uh, dictated that the Border Patrol, which is supposed to patrol the border, uh, which is supposed to be a law enforcement uh, agency, has now become more and more. Uh, well, literally, it has become a uh, social service rather than uh, an enforcement service. And so um, it's uh, it's created a problem where they're more like Wal- Walmart greeters than they are, you know, police officers. Uh-huh. So uh, the border, again, being out of control, the state needs to do something. The state needs to protect uh, the um, the citizens of, of Texas from the consequences of this wide-open border. For example, uh, on my show uh, later this afternoon— Oh, I wanted you to mention (laughs) your show and the time and everything. Later this afternoon at 2 o'clock Central uh, on this very station, uh, the uh, Sheriff uh, Brad Coe from Kenny County, which is uh, just west of of San Antonio, is going to be uh, talking about a chase— of a human smuggler that literally ended up with something like well over a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. Um, the human smuggler went through fences after fences after fences, uh, damaged property all over the place. It, it took something like uh, three to four hours, and um, uh, the individual ended up getting away. Uh, went uh, they it covered uh, two counties. Uh, this is one of the situations that um, uh, has resulted from the open border. The other thing is that these ranchers, uh, for example, in Kenny County, uh, a couple of them raise exotic game for uh, folks to uh, to hunt, and uh, these uh, this exotic game, you know, because of the broken fences, has gotten out repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the um, the cost of fixing a fence and they they break fences weekly is uh, also expensive for the for the for the property owner. Right, I know a guy that his cattle got out same same way. It is uh, it, it you know there are there are major so the state of Texas has stepped up and uh, in order to uh, do what it can to deter again because I will emphasize that because the Federal government is not doing what it's supposed to do uh, because they are uh, they've had to step up. There is a um, the uh, uh, state of Texas has passed this law that um, they will arrest uh, anyone who is undocumented. Specifically, if they are undocumented, they will be arrested and taken to uh, to the to the bridge, sent back across. Now. Uh, there are all sorts of folks who are worried about racial profiling, about um, the uh, situation uh, of uh, uh, the state enforcing federal law. Number one, the state has to do something to protect its citizens. That's number one. Yeah, one of my listeners was worried about the unintended consequences of um, immigrants not wanting to uh, approach uh, police, even if they are uh, being trafficked, even if they are uh, being forced to work without pay. So th- there's unintended consequences on both sides, but it all stems from um, having an open border. It all stems from having, you know, again, the uh, if we wanted to address the problems of people being afraid of being trafficked, Shut the border down, and the people would not be trafficked. Mm-hmm. That's the that's it, it's that simple. If people are worried about uh, uh, somebody being racially profiled, uh, which I think is you know just uh, very very bogus, because if you look at me, uh, you know I'm I'm very very Hispanic looking, so to speak. Um, I'm not afraid of it. Uh, why? Because I've got nothing to be afraid of. Now, on the other hand. Uh, if someone is afraid, like you say, to be uh, to be uh, to speak up because they are being victimized and because they might be deported, well, again, the problem is already there that they uh, that they are here illegally, and uh, I guarantee that people are that people in that case uh, that have been victimized like that are not going to be uh, dealt with harshly. 
Um, the situation that we've got right now is that it's, number one, out of control. Number two, that the federal government is not doing anything. And number three, that the state has to protect its citizens. The, the name of this country is the United States of America. And it is the states that uh, are responsible for their, for their citizens, as well as the federal government is responsible for all of the states. Right. Not the not necessarily just the citizens. Number one to provide safety and security. Exactly, a nation that does not protect its citizens or its borders ceases to be a nation. It's that simple, and we've got that situation right now, particularly with the fentanyl, particularly with the uh, the number of uh, of terrorists that have gotten in. Um, here in San Antonio, there was a there was a protest at the city council by pro-Hamas protesters on Thursday, uh, and very very plainly, one of them said that there was not going to be any peace until they got their way. Now, knowing what these folks have done in the past, and these folks, I mean, by these folks, I mean folks who are pro-Hamas, who are pro-terrorists. I mean, I, I consider the Hamas organization a terrorist organization. Oh, yeah, of course. And if you're going to support that, and then you're going to tell us that there's going to be no peace, I worry about that. I worry about that. I worry about uh, the, uh, who is crossing uh, illegally, and we don't know, because there are two, two types of, of, uh, of ways that people are getting across. There are those that are coming across and introducing themselves and asking for asylum. Mm-hmm. That's one group, and that is a very, very large group. However, there are those that are being trafficked in. Those that are sneaking in, yeah. and the reason that they're being that they're sneaking in is because there's well because there's a reason that they're sneaking in. Yeah, they're on the list. They're, they're on the list, you know, or they're they've got a criminal background, uh, and um, and so those are the folks that with those they're called gotaways, and those are the folks that we really really worry about because we don't know who they are. Well, you know what I worry about is uh, what happened in Israel on October seventh yes. could happen in San Antonio, and the the Hamas terrorists are not going to care if you support them or not. If you're a U.S. citizen, that's it. They're going to get killed too. That's it. That's it. We have seen we have seen how uh, you know uh, how reckless uh, a terrorist is, and for us to gamble uh, in the name of, of of humanity, in the name of human. Uh, of, of a humanitarian open border, uh, I, I think it's very, very dangerous. I think it's it's playing roulette. And how can us. how can we afford this? I mean, even if even if we did want to let in everybody that had some economic hardship exactly. in the country, uh, we, we can't afford as a nation. We're already trillions of dollars in debt exactly. ourselves. So we've been talking about. Uh, border security with uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, who has a show on 9.30 a.m. The Answer at 2 o'clock in the afternoons. Uh, you also have a podcast posted online. How can uh, they find that? Uh, if people will go to George Rodriguez, El Conservador, uh, they will find uh, both my uh, website as well as uh, my podcast as well as um, uh, other uh, the Facebook page. Uh, Twitter, uh, I post on on all of those, and folks can can uh, track me down. George Rodriguez, El Conservador. What are some of the topics that you like to talk about? Well, besides uh, illegal immigration and the border crisis, there's also the the uh, the uh, police community relations crisis that we've got going. Uh, that's that's a big headache because um, uh, over the past. Um, uh, four years, the D, uh, uh, the since the George Floyd right. incident, uh, we've had uh, a, uh, a a really big defund, demoralize uh, the police movement, and we are now seeing the result of that in virtually every community across major community across the st- the country uh, where crime has risen. Now, uh, folks play with uh, statistics, and they say, well. Uh, this type of crime is down or that type of crime is down. But when you look at it totally, it is it is sky high. It is sky high. And again, once a person is a victim of a crime, being a robbery, being a mugging, being a theft, 
being whatever, um, they changed their tune, their tune about, you know, a crime is a crime. And what we've got right now is, a, in my opinion, it's very sadly a deep, deep disrespect for uh, law enforcement, for police, for the law in general. Um, uh, it, it, when you hear somebody, uh, some liberal speaking about uh, law enforcement or the law, they say, well, it all depends. Well, you know, uh, that's like telling me, well, uh, you know, uh, I like the Ten Commandments, but it depends. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, if you could try to find a loophole in that. Uh, but unfortunately, that's what we see. We got to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about sinners and saints and whether uh, Mayorkas should be impeached. This is Talk Law Radio. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Also, podcasts everywhere, YouTube, Facebook Live, and www.talklawradio.com. Today, we're talking about border security with El Conservador, George Rodriguez, who has a radio show also on 9.30 a.m. at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You can uh, find his website online and also he has an online podcast um this segment we like to talk about the sinners and the saints so today's uh sinner or saint is going to be the same person uh secretary of homeland security alejandro mayorkas um wondering whether anybody would call in at 210-308-8867 and and say something nice about uh, Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, do you think that he's doing a good job? If if you do, you can call and, and we'll talk about it. Or if you want to let us know that he's not doing a good job, um, that's the subject of his possible impeachment. Or you can... Uh, text. You can text 210-538-4770, 210-538-4770. That's Todd's text line. Uh, you, If you're not comfortable talking on the air, send me a text at 210-538-4770 and let us know whether you think Secretary Mayorkas is a sinner who should be impeached or whether he's a saint who should be honored. Uh, what do you think, George? <laughs> well, obviously, because of my uh, conservative point of view, uh, I am going to consider him a sinner uh, in, in that sense. I, uh, I feel that the uh, whole idea of the Homeland Security uh, Agency was put together after 9-11 uh, to coordinate all activities uh, of foreigners in our country, whether they were immigrating or visiting or studying, uh, whatever, as well as uh, to coordinate um, uh, protection of the nation. And what we've got now is uh, neither coordination nor protection of our country, uh, in my opinion. the um, What we have seen, the number of uh, uh people on the terrorist list, on the terrorist watch list that have been intercepted. Well, I have a statistic for that. Please. So in November, just one month, there was 18 individuals whose names appeared on the terrorist watch list were stopped trying to cross the U.S.-Mexico border. And those are the ones that, uh, that phrase right there, that were caught. Those are the ones that were caught. And, um, you know, so we have to wonder how many have not, because uh, since the Biden administration came, uh, well over, th- they estimate well over 3 million people have entered the United States. Uh, the way, because of the number of uh, people entering daily, the Border Patrol is, which has been turned instead of an enforcement agency into a, um, a social service greeting agency, 
uh, all they're doing is processing people very, very quickly. They don't uh, necessarily uh, have time to ask them about their background. They don't have uh, necessarily time to check fingerprints or anything of the nature. So uh, many people are just, you know, getting in very, very quickly. Uh, we don't know who has gotten in and who hasn't. So therefore, that aspect of it, I'm very, very worried about it. The other thing is that uh, rather than uh, than uh, preventing or helping provide assistance to our enforcement efforts, uh, Mayorkas is more uh, seeking to see how we can get people in faster, uh, even without uh, uh, checking things. There is an application, an app, they call it, which uh, is on uh, email, or not email, but on, uh, on uh, yeah, it can be emailed. It's on uh, your phone, and uh, you can get, uh, you can check in and uh, fill out your application and, you know, just flash it and you're in. So that makes it, again, that makes it too, too, too easy, too easy. We need to check who is coming in and for what purpose. Right. I wanted to give another statistic. Uh, Border Patrol arrested in November 6,422 with criminal convictions, 83 known gang members. Yeah. I mean, beyond the terrorists, there are just the criminals, the criminals, the people that have uh, committed murder, have have raped. Uh, It is it's very frightening that that. You know, that you've got a statistic of over 6,000. Then the other statistic, and this one is very, very vague. We don't even know about it. Are who's come in ill? Who has come in sick? I mean, they removed the Title 42, which was the one that uh, uh, stopped people who, uh, because of COVID, Mm -hmm. who had not been checked or who uh, didn't have some type of of verification of uh, their health. That's been stopped. So people are coming in, and we don't know, we don't know what uh, what illness they might be carrying with them. So um, you know, that's that's another issue. Uh, when when we talk about helping people, um, I think of how much money taxpayers give in foreign aid to a country, uh, not to mention. Uh, through charity work to uh, to provide health services to those countries, and uh, why why do we need, now need to open the doors and let everybody in, and then help them here on top of that? Right, you that's know, a lot uh, of money. It is. So I I did get a text from one of the listeners uh, who said it should have been fired a long time ago, <laughs> but. Biden's not going to fire him no. because this is sort of what Biden wants, I guess. Exactly. This is this is we've got to understand that this administration, because of its liberal uh, leanings, has a very global point of view, as well as one of the things that I am always told by uh, folks who support Mayorkas is that the United States has a duty to take care of the rest of the world because we are responsible for their suffering. Uh, something that I reject completely and totally. I don't, I don't think I'm responsible for their suffering. <laughs> well, you know, I, um, again, it's, uh, it, it's one of these situations where we, because we are a successful developed nation, somehow uh, there is this, uh, and I, you know, it, it's a it's Marxist, guilt. it's a Marxist, point of view, in my opinion, uh, that uh, somehow we are responsible. Uh, we have we have obtained our position uh, at the expense of everybody else, which is completely phony and, and false. I mean, we have our, uh, the, our success, in my opinion, is very much due to our cultural ethic of uh, of Western European Protestant and, the, and these other countries can adopt that. They could. <laughs> they could very easily. They could adopt it. And in fact, why is it that every third world person, let's say, let's call them that, uh, Mexicans to be, you know, the clear example, that uh, cross the border, adapt, adopt, acculturate, become successful. I mean, you know, my, my family – uh, on my grandmother's side. I mean, on my father's side, they've been in Texas forever. 
But on my grandmother's side, they crossed. They crossed the border in, in, the, in, the, in the early 1900s. Here we are, you know, very successful. English is our first language. What's wrong with that? You know? On the other hand... You don't feel guilty? Ah, uh, yeah, you know. I feel <laughs> guilty because I had a Whataburger earlier, and I ruined my Christmas, uh, <laughs> you know, my New Year's resolution. But the, uh, you know, the situation that we've got, uh, again, is, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, Satan is very, very good at the guilt complex and uh, tearing people down. And I think that this is, you know, I really do believe that this is an approach that, we, that we're seeing from, from some folks that yeah. are inspired the, to tear us down. The Bible says that Satan is the father of lies. Jeez. Oh, he, he wants everybody to be miserable like he is. And, right. uh, you know, misery loves company. So another statistic I, I wanted everybody to know is that uh, Border Patrol, including air and marine operations, uh, seized 1,846 pounds of fentanyl coming across the border, enough to kill 400 million people. It is, it is really, I mean, this is a chemical war, in my opinion, that is being waged on the United States. Again, there is that guilt situation that they wouldn't be, that, that, uh, that the drugs would not be coming in if there wasn't a market. Well, it's not necessarily that there's a market, it's, it's that it's available. You know, if, there, if somebody walks past your car and it's got the keys in it, uh, the temptation is there to take the car, isn't it? It's the same thing that we've got right now. If you're bringing in that much fentanyl, that much drugs, people are going to uh, want to take advantage of it. Uh, we need to tell. We need to to, to uh, we need to do something to stop this. And the headache that we've got is that it comes across uh, because of the open border. And the biggest the the thing that that kills me is that the biggest opponents to doing anything about closing the border at this point uh, are commercial enterprises, are businesses who feel that if you're going to close the border or you're going to be stricter on the border, they are they, their businesses are going to be affected. And that's sad. we got to protect our people. So stay tuned. We'll be right back and we'll talk about legacy with El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Are you looking for reliable tax services? Look no further than Hector Signs with Liberty Tax Services, our valued sponsor here at Talk Law Radio. With years of expertise and dedication to excellence, Hector Signs ensures your taxes are in safe hands. Whether it's individual or business taxes, trust Hector Signs and Liberty Tax Services for thorough, accurate, and efficient tax solutions. Call Hector Signs at 210-764-5648. That's 210-764-5648 for all your tax needs. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt on 930 AM The Answer. Podcasts everywhere, Facebook Live, YouTube, and www.talklawradio.com. Today I'm talking about border security with El Conservador George Rodriguez, who is well known for speaking his mind. So if if he says something that upsets you, um, we can still be friends. Just don't say anything nasty or write anything ugly on uh, social media. Uh, we've been talking about uh, whether Secretary Mayorkas should be impeached. Uh, but now, since it's the fourth segment, we like to talk about legacy. And now it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. So we like to talk about legacy because uh, Marquardt Law Firm sponsors the show. And attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, tax-protected inheritance plans, uh, new businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in county court, probate court, or district court. So someone's legacy could be uh, something that they inherited 
or something that they want to leave as an inheritance, or it could be the values that you remember from your parents and grandparents like you were talking about before. What do you want your legacy to be, George? Well, you know, I I think about that uh, uh, on a regular basis nowadays um, because I, uh, well, because of, you know, I've hit 70 years old, so I'm thinking, well, you know, now how much longer do I have on earth? Um, Luckily, I am in good health, so I continue to be very, very active. Uh, Now, that active part is what what gets, what is the question here, because um, uh, what do my activities say about my behavior, about me? You know, it's funny you say that, because uh, (laughs) one of my other guests said that a person's collective actions is his legacy. Exactly. I really do believe that. I mean, uh, people remember you because of your actions and your behavior. Uh, If you were a jerk, you know, that's what they're going to remember. If you were a comedian, that's what they remember. Uh, They remember, people remember you by what uh, your behavior was. I try very, very hard to uh, have a, um, a righteous, I'll use that word, a righteous, honorable uh, uh, life. You know, the headache that we've got in today's world now, though, is that, um, you know, again, uh, using Bill Clinton's phrase, it depends on what the word is, is. <laughs> Uh, it depends on uh, too many people uh, for too many people to depend. They have a, uh, their own definition of what good or bad is. Oh, truth. <laughs> right. You know, and uh, and so um, you might speak the truth. You might act in an honorable way. But if they don't interpret it that way, uh, it, it's, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, I brought my Bible with me. I forgot to put it on the desk. Uh, I wondered if somebody was going to challenge me with that scripture that I I quoted earlier. Um, But it seemed to be back in the olden days, you know, I'm not even that old, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. just not not very long ago that we had more common ground. Exactly. You know, and we had a common belief system and common values that that all meant the same thing, and we didn't have to disagree about what was true. That's right. I mean, and again, this comes uh, because of culture, a cultural conflict, in my opinion. We have, uh, we have situations now uh, right here in, in San Antonio where you've got a pro-Hamas movement, uh, anti-Israel movement, that uh, is very foreign to us who uh, feel that, you know, uh, who recognize from Scripture that uh, the state of Israel would once again be ga- children of Israel would be gathered and there would be a ch- uh, an Israel. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's the way it was going to be. And these folks on the opposite side want to erase that. You know, I was <laughs> I was listening to one of uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s speeches on YouTube his birthday is coming up on yeah. Monday, and I, I just thought he would roll in his grave if he knew that there was a movement to exterminate a certain people. Yes. You know, he he fought, he died. Exactly. To make everybody equal. Everybody, everybody. And, you know, and, and again, this situation where you've got diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion, Um I, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, racism against anybody, including white people, including white people, including white males, is wrong. And uh, that just doesn't seem to to matter to somebody like the former president of, uh, of Harvard University. Right. I mean, she actually tried to justify discrimination. Mm-hmm. They always try to justify discrimination. I've heard it at, at the city council of San Antonio. And, uh, you know, my, again... My legacy, my legacy is that I, I, I will speak about uh, the truth, the facts, and um, hopefully, you know, leave it at that and people can judge from there. Well, I think that they'll say you were a, a conservative American 
of Mexican descent. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want them to say. Right. An American. American of Mexican descent. We've got Americans of Italian descent, Americans of Chinese descent, but uh, hopefully we are all Americans. Unfortunately, that doesn't seem – I mean, we are becoming more and more tribal uh, in our society. And uh, because of that, uh, then people try to define truth according to their own, you know, to their, to their own liking. And uh, this, is, this is a headache that, that I see constantly is that, well, you know, your truths are not necessarily my truth. Well, I got news for you. You touch a hot iron, that's a truth. You're going to get burned. Right. And if you look at a compass, it'll tell you which way <laughs> it'll is tell north. You which way to go. You don't, you know, you can't, uh, you can't say, well, you know, I've got my own compass that directs me. Mm -hmm. Although you can, but it's not true. <laughs> right, right. So um, I wanted to talk about some things that are going on in, in San Antonio and uh, South Texas. Uh, number one, it's going to be freezing cold next week. <laughs> And yes. I, I've been seeing and hearing a lot about how to protect your pipes and your pets and your plants. I want to my listeners to remember to check on their elderly family members, yes. their neighbors, their friends, and help them check on their pipes, their plants, and their pets because they may not be uh, – anticipating the freeze and make, make sure they're warm, make sure they have blankets, make sure that they don't burn the house down with some space heater. It's really, you know, this, this situation of, uh, uh, of taking care of, of your neighbor, taking care of uh, your family. Um, I, have, I have learned from, from experience, from personal experience, that it all starts at the home. If you don't take care of, of, your, of your family members, you're going to have very uh, a very low uh, expectation to uh, take care of somebody else that's outside your home. Yeah, the Bible says if if you don't take care of your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. Yeah, yeah, and um, and that goes for pets too because mm -hmm. pets are your family. But uh, I, I remember the 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 last uh, real bad snowstorm that we had where we lost power. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was without power at my house for, for, um, four days. And, uh, but luckily because of family members, you know, I was able to, uh, my elderly brother and I were able to take to, uh, uh, to, to stay, uh, somewhere where it was warm. But again, um, there are many, many folks who, you know, don't have that and we've got to check on them. We really have to check on them. Yeah, sure especially if you know a, a neighbor or a friend that doesn't have family. Yes, especially for that. Yeah, take care of them. Uh, something else that's going on is uh, they're going to shut down the interchange at 1604 and I-10. <laughs> that's over uh, near my law office. So I, I watch that news. You might not want to travel in that direction on the weekend. And I wanted to uh, announce to the listeners that um, I'm also going to be simulta simultaneously broadcasting on 6.30 a.m. The Answer on uh, Saturdays at 11 o'clock in the morning. So wh whether you're listening on 9.30 or 6.30, here I am, Talk Law Radio, where we help you discover your legal issue blind spots and uh, you can call, you can write. If you have legal issues that you're having trouble understanding or you're worried about or that you want to uh, propose to get past, uh, please e email me at host at TalkLawRadio. That's H-O-S-T at TalkLawRadio.com. And let me know what you're thinking. So, George, as we close the show... Um, Anything that we missed in regards to uh, Senate Bill 4 or uh, what Governor Abbott is doing, um, one of your fans just posted on the Talk Law Radio page. I know she's a fan because <laughs> uh, she told me so uh, one time. Um, she says Abbott should have done something years ago. So why did it take so long? Well, and, and again, I mean, I, many, many, many people – uh, say that I think, and this is just my opinion, my assumption. Um, 
I think that he has taken his time because he is, he knows the law and he knows that there would always be pushback by the federal government. Had he jumped the gun immediately and gone to uh, putting the, uh, the, the state guard at the border, taking all the actions that, that uh, you know, militarizing the border by, by the state, um, the state would have rolled over, uh, the federal government would have rolled over him. And they continue to try to do that now, but because he has incrementally mm-hmm. raised the temperature, mm-hmm. uh, he's been able to win victory after victory after victory. And I think that when it finally hits the Supreme Court, and I know that it's going to have to, it's going to have to reach the Supreme Court where the federal government is failing to, to protect the state and, by, and therefore the state has to take action. I truly believe that at that point the Supreme Court will say state did everything that they needed, that, that they could to get the federal government to do something, and they didn't, and they failed. And they failed, and they failed, and now, you know, the state, the, the state has to uh, – either the state will be forced to uh, – will, will be allowed to take, take its actions or the federal government will be forced to do it. Well, it goes back to, you know, one of the natural laws. Yes. You studied political science, and I did as well. We learn about the, the natural laws of self-defense. Um, that's it. we got to go. Thanks, George. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.